What's up, Thrill Seekers? I'm Dev. And I'm Connor, and you're listening to Mass Hysteria. So this episode of Mass Hysteria is a little different. It's a conglomeration of many thoughts and feelings. Okay, I'll let you have that one. Um, <laughs> basically, Connor and I were talking, and we did a poll last week about what people wanted to uh, hear on the podcast, and a lot of people wanted to hear more spooky stuff. Y'all so, are some twisted hoes. You like yeah. the spooks. <laughs> you like to be spooked. <laughs> um, so we, what we did is we each researched um, a kind of spooky phenomenon. Yeah. And the the opposite person doesn't know what we're going to say. So we're kind of surprising and telling each other while we're also telling you. Um, and it's going to be awesome. So if you, if you like this style of podcast, let us know because... We basically started this in December with like three ideas and now we just have this never ending list of things. Honey, we're here for you. We'll do what you want. We'll do what you want. We have some ideas, but also if you want us to lean more paranormal, we can do that. Um, We do have some stuff in the queue outside of this, but we just thought since this was kind of a like bonus episode for the week, since we already, um, Brianna, Brianna Maitland's episode, excuse me, will be out by the time this is up. That was our main episode. So this is a little bit more of a fun one. Um, this is Devin's birthday episode. It's my birthday episode. Speaking of birthdays, you know, if you could go on the Apple Podcast uh, app and give me a birthday rating. It's really the least you can do for her birthday. It's just, it's a it's big birthday. It's the first birthday. anniversary of her 21st birthday. Uh, my 21st? Sorry, 25th. Yeah, I'm 22. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Fresh out of college, whatever. I don't college, know about you, but I'm 22. Um, before we start, though, I would like to uh, poll the audience. You can... Uh, slide into our dms if this resonates with you please slide in regardless um we just want to hear from all of you we uh, die for social we interaction <laughs> we reread the reviews what like once a day at oh least. at least we um, send them to each other does anyone remember uh we sing in sillyville little bunny foo-foo because it's haunted me <laughs> it's into horrifying. my adult years basically what happened is i had this like deja vu moment where i was like oh my god a grown man in a bunny suit, little bunny foo-foo, but I couldn't remember the name of the movie, episode, whatever that it came from. So I'm wondering if other people share this. Basically, Connor was like, it's the Mandela effect. It didn't happen. And I'm like, no, it happened. I swear it happened. <laughs> there was a grown man in a bunny suit. Can you can you think of the movie? And Connor's like, okay, you might want to sit down. I'm like, all right, Devin. glass of water. I literally ended up putting her to bed. I was like, just the bunny. I, I want to like, figure out the bunny movie. It's all right. We'll figure it out tomorrow. Go to bed. Um, Shout it, out to her coworkers. Yeah, one of my coworkers figured it out. But to jog your memory, it's little bunny foo foo. I don't want to see you sneaking around the forest or no whatever. picking up the little picking mice, up the meesey mice, the meesey mice and bopping them on the head. If that sounds familiar to you, holler at us because one of us has a memory of it, and the other one is like, I don't know what kind of daycare you went to. But they didn't <laughs> do that where I lived. Uh, Winnie, my brother, he said that he thinks the daycare might need to be shut down. He doesn't yeah. think that's appropriate for children. And honestly, he's not totally wrong. Like looking back, it's very, it's very scary. So moving on, Connor and I have had a paranormal experience together we where have. we might have run into a witch or like a sacrifice. I, it was a satanic ritual, I think. Um, basically where I grew up, 
we were visiting my parents and there is this bridge that has since been vandalized and someone wrote like 666 on the bridge. So it kind of is very eerie. And it also is one of those bridges where you feel like when you're there, someone could be watching you from any angle. Wouldn't you agree? Oh yeah, and it's dark a little bit. It's in the woods, and you, it's peaceful, but also a little like creepy. And like, there's, there's a lot of trees. You, you like hide. people might sneak up on you, like not yeah. intentionally, but like I've been there and I'm like, oh, I didn't know anyone was here. Meanwhile, my brother's like, yeah, I go running there all the time. I'm like, we call it the six six six. Yeah, how would you not be scared? But anyway, <laughs> so Connor and I were like, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna go to the six six six. We're gonna scare ourselves. Night. We're gonna because we're so brave. This was in probably I don't know like I was probably it was around probably this time four of year years ago. Yeah, least. but it was probably around this time of year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because there was definitely there snow, was snow or at ground. least like slush. Yep. Yep. So Connor and I, you know, being the bad divas we are, get some Starbucks. Yeah, you can't go in the woods without Starbucks. <laughs> Which like. <laughs> Definitely was not part of our routine, but for some reason... We had a short had, period of time where we're like, let's go to Starbucks. We're like, they, no one makes matcha like Starbucks. It lasted like two weeks. 46 grams of sugar. <laughs> um, so we had our Starbucks drinks. We were like walking through. And we get to like... I would say it's about half a mile back from the road. But when you're about a quarter mile um, into the, the trail all of a sudden it's not open anymore it's like enclosed kind of, the yeah it's closer and there's there are some houses at the beginning but they're getting further and further spaced out the further you go into the woods exactly so when we got to that point all of a sudden connor and i hear this like ding, very distinct ding, ding ding it sounded like someone was like ringing a dinner bell or something and like they were about to like commence <laughs> with some ceremony <laughs> like we literally looked at each other turned around and started running but the best part of the story is the Starbucks arm was fully extended. Yeah, we are protecting that Starbucks. <laughs> I literally looked at Connor because I don't know how he got like way ahead of me. Probably I'm just slow. But I was like, are you kidding me? You're protecting your Starbucks drink and leaving me for the witches? <laughs> well, because honestly, even at that moment, I remember just thinking, you know what? We're running through the woods, arm extended, holding Starbucks. We deserve to die. That's true. <laughs> And if we're going to die, I'm going to get a sip of that matcha you before I go down. You don't have to outrun whatever that was. You just have to outrun your best friend. Yeah. That was a really telling moment in our friendship where I was like, you know, if we're getting chased by a demon, I know that I'm going to be sacrificed. Speaking. Oh, that was well, an Well, someone has to run sacrifice. for help. Yeah, that's I true. was faster. But that was Probably an, not anymore. But I was at the time. That was an unintentional segue because I'm talking about the Dover demon today. Yes. But not quite. Um, Connor, don't tell me what you're talking about yet. But I'm talking about the Dober Demon. But first, one of our lovely listeners and supporters, uh, Connor's uh, sister-in-law. Ashley. Ashley. Shout out Ashley. Shout out Ashley. She published a book recently called The Weird Abnormal. And like us, she's really into all the spooky stuff. So definitely check out her book. But what we're going to do, since we're doing an episode on paranormal um, activity, I guess, is we are going to read one of the stories from her book it's it's short and she has a ton of stories in here of people she talked to and stuff that's happened to her as well so we'll give you a little sneak peek and if you're interested we will link the book in the uh comments or the no the episode notes exactly so this one is called how'd you get there one night rebecca and matthew were sleeping in their bed their children were asleep in the cribs in the next room it was a two-bedroom apartment with a bathroom separating the two rooms Their daughter was about 13, 14 months old, and their son was two to three months old. Their daughter had woken up quite a few times that night. It was difficult, but they had finally gotten her to fall back asleep. Both parents had spent the night alternating getting up with their daughter to settle her back down. It had been at least two hours since she woke up. 
Everything was quiet in the apartment, except for the lullaby machine in the children's room. Suddenly, their daughter started crying really loudly. They both woke up and did a rock-paper-scissors situation, with Matthew having to go get her. He decided she was safe enough in the crib, so he was talking to her while he ran to the bathroom quickly. The bathroom was between both bedrooms, and anytime someone was in there, you could definitely hear them. Their daughter started to calm her crying down. It was still enough where they knew she wasn't going to be able to settle back to sleep by herself. Suddenly, she went from mid-cry to complete silence while her father was in the bathroom washing his hands. Their mother, Rebecca, thought this was weird. She got out of the bed to find her daughter, who couldn't walk, out of her crib. Her daughter was standing on the floor with a dull glowing shadow to the left of her. The mother stood there frozen. She was in complete shock. She turned to ask her husband if he got their daughter out of the crib first and then went to the bathroom. He was like, no, I didn't, and asked why. When he walked into the room, he could see that she was outside of the crib. No one had touched her, though. No one had lifted her out of the crib. As for the glowing shadow, neither of them knew what it was. The mother has found comfort in believing that it was one of her loved ones, maybe. The spirit must have known how exhausted Rebecca and Matthew were and tried to help comfort their daughter. Rebecca felt that the spirit sensed they needed a break from the struggles that night. Their daughter got some extra love and attention, and their life returned to normal afterwards. They haven't had any spirits interfering with their children, lifting them out of cribs or anything. But they also say that their daughter doesn't remember anything from that night. So, that's pretty spooky. And these are true true stories. These yeah, are stories Ashley's like consulted. Her own stories mm-hmm. and like her friend's stories. And consulted stuff, so. locals. That's pretty spooky. That if, is spooky. If a child cannot get out of the crib. Mm. Unexplainable. And there's a light next to them. The weird abnormal guys. So the weird abnormal. Check it out. Thank you, ATK, for um, basically sponsoring today's episode. She did. Giving, giving you are us our sponsor. Yeah, and giving us some lovely she art. It's a beautiful sign for our room. Um, thank you. So we are going back today to our home state for mine, the Dover Demon, because Dover is one of the many town names that could easily be any state in New England. Yeah, exactly. Um, but just to clarify, we're in Mass. So a little background info on Dover info on Dover. Um, it was first settled in 1640, so it was one of the original towns in the in the colonies, and there's around 6,000 people, so it's very small. It's And it's also coming back near the Bridgewater Triangle. Yes, it is. So if that we, gets it's you... It's just always full circle. I actually thought, like I looked at it on a map, and I was like, I wonder if it's just on the outskirts of the Bridgewater oh, Triangle. Oh, I wonder. No, but it's it, not. No, it's not. Oh, okay. um, it's near Sherburn, right? Yeah. Yeah. So... Our story starts with teenagers, our favorite, um, who always seem to get into mischief. Uh, much when like did Connor we become and I, like teenage are, haters? I, I don't know. I, was I don't like, know what happened to us. I was like, us. technically my age rounds up to 30, so I think I'm supposed to... Yeah, you're old now. You know, think I'm still of young, teenagers but... as mischief, yeah. mischievous people. Um, so uh, Willie Bartlett, he believes that he saw what is now described as the Dover Demon. So he was driving home with his friends and he like later said, because obviously when this first came out, people were like, uh, were you under the influence of something? And he was like, no, actually we were going to try to find beer. That was why we were in the car. But he was, <laughs> he was driving with his two friends and it was around 1030 um, p.m. And so there's this street um, called Farm Street in Dover and he was driving along, da-da-da, his friends weren't paying attention. I think they were probably, like, singing along to music. And he noticed this thing on, like, a stone wall. And he said it had glowing orange eyes. Oh, my God. That kind of looked like marbles. And um, 
it had like long spindly fingers and that is so creepy and the head was shaped like a watermelon so basically i think he saw you no i'm just kidding um, <laughs> but no it was crap like, i forgot i was in dover that night <laughs> But he, oh, this was in 1977, by the way. So yeah, I was definitely there. Three years before Connor's favorite decade. But mm-hmm. <laughs> the the animal or thing or alien, whatever, the demon, was like creeping along the wall. And like one of the things that he said, or I guess two things that he said were most distinct were that the eyes were glowing orange and that the fingers were like long and spindly with like, you know, like the alien, like Weird. E.T. looking fingers. And this was at night. At night, 1030. Okay. So then two hours later... Um, there was another account. This is the same day in the same area in Farm Street, or it's like an intersection of Farm Street. John Baxter, he was 15. Uh, Willie Bartlett was 17. Um, and he was walking home from his girlfriend's house. He didn't have a car because he's 15. And he like saw a creature and I think he thought it was like one of his friends punking him. So he's like walking up to the creature and he gets within 15 feet of it. And, uh, it's like a heavily wooded area and he's like, hello, like, what's up? And then he notices this, like, demonic creature sitting. And also all of them, or both the, the guys so far, there's also one more account we're going to talk about. They said that the creature was pretty close to a body of water, which is interesting. Hmm. But um, he noticed it and, like, immediately freaked out and started running away from um, it. This is why I, to this day, do not walk alone outside in the dark. But before he, like, totally booked it and realized that it was um the this like demonic creature he did get a pretty good look at it Mm -hmm. he said from his account like he kind of leaned into the bramble and he described it exactly the same way as billy barlett did no it just like kind of slithered away like not slithered i guess that's wrong like crept away crawled away yeah um and he described it as like an orange alien thing so i guess it it's like completely hairless and it has an orange body but also these like orange glowing eyes so it really is me yeah (laughs) It's Connor after he gets out of a tanning bed. Um, but this is the weird part, okay, 1977. So these these kids, I guess, I'm assuming, all go to the same high school. They're in a joint district high school. And um, Billy is starts, like, drawing what he saw. And then, you know, uh, John Baxter can kind of corroborate, like, wait, I saw that too. But then the very next night, um, a girl named Abby uh, Brobin, she was 15, and she was driving home with her boyfriend and she spotted the creature like sitting upright on a wall in the same area. Oh my god. But and and so some people <laughs> I think this is really funny. Also they all have B last names, which is interesting. Mm. Um and they're all like I said, they're all all the sightings were made within 2 miles of each other like near a body of water. So some people and I would be so mad if I saw something like this and someone said this to me but uh, apparently the locals were like oh honey you probably just saw a moose and she's like what <laughs> Wait, no she's like what they're like no it's probably just like a baby moose and they're she's like no like this is like a demonic alien creature what are you talking about but how do you confuse that with a moose guess who um guess who coined the name dover demon just our just take a guess lovely friend Guys, we really want to have him on the podcast. Lauren Coleman. I think we should just, we should, well, he probably doesn't have Instagram. He's he's a little, he's like 70 something. Maybe we'll send him. You know what? Maybe he's a super trendy 70 something. We just entered TikTok, you know? It's never too late. We did. Shout out TikTok, (laughs) you know? And shout out again, Lauren Coleman. I feel like we've talked about him in more episodes. We just admire him more and more. Interesting. So he came up with the name Dover Demon. Mm -hmm. 
Hmm. And some people, and this goes back to the triangle thing. Some people think that it's all related to a bunch of other kind of urban legends in the area. So apparently in Dover, there's a rock called the Polka Rock. And there's like legend has it. That's where they do polka. Yeah, they just do polka dancing and that's scary enough for everyone. (laughs) Polka music with polka dancing. Um, But no, apparently there is like a, a legend that a satanic creature rides by the rock. And then also, if you look close enough in that area, there's signs of something look, looking like it's a, like um, digging marks near the rock, like something oh, is weird. digging out from under the ground. So if you kind of think of the three things, the demon, the satanic horse thing, and then the, the claw marks, that's like three, three points in a triangle. I don't know. Maybe this area of Massachusetts is haunted by the power sure. of three. But apparently, um, I read this article because I guess Willie Bartlett now, I mean, he's, this was the 70s, he was 15, so he's like a lot older now and he has a family and he's like a very established artist and he's like, I really hate when people ask me about this because I feel like it (laughs) takes away my credibility. (laughs) But um, people, I guess, still come to Dover, like especially near Halloween and like ask about the legend and some people just are like, oh, I believe it because it's fun to have something to believe in, but some people think it's really you know, a real thing that happened. I just think it's like kind of spooky if three people saw a similar or, or the exact same thing and they haven't talked about it yet and it's all within like a time frame it's, that makes it sense. It is interesting, yeah. Like they all saw the same moose. That's all I'm saying. They all saw the same baby moose. <laughs> Can you imagine like <laughs> being scared? Like what if like after we ran from our uh, our witch calling in the woods if someone was just like oh honey you probably just heard a car alarm no like, but like also like if me? you can describe it had long fingers glowing eyes a watermelon shaped head yeah definitely a moose definitely definitely <laughs> moose. definitely an alien moose um, it does make you like maybe it was an alien or maybe it is a demon I don't know, like see i'm at this point of maybe it was et where i i think i believe in aliens like it i feel like why wouldn't Life exists on other planets, you know? Why not? Why can't a little uh, uh, Dover demon be... A girl can dream. Yeah, a girl can dream. I think it's because I'm wearing the unicorn pants. I'm I, feeling extra I, I'm magical. I'm telling you, the, the unicorn the leggings. Do wonders. Leggings, my bad. Thank you. These are not leggings. No, they're not. I just like to call them leggings. Uh, they're probably joggers, if anything. They're leggings. But yeah, that is the story or the urban legend of the Dover demon. So maybe we could do a field trip when we get to 100 <gasps> episodes. We have so many places Pokerock. to go. Yeah. I love it. We'll play a game called, like, how long can the other one stay stranded at a haunted house? <laughs> I'll just drop you off. Shove you out of the car. Bye, Dad. I'm like, bye. I'm getting Starbs for us. I'll be back. <laughs> if you live, you could have your Starbs as a reward. I'll be like, I had an episode. I didn't edit 100 episodes to deal with this. Oh, my God. Um, But, yeah, so. That's crazy. You're up in the queue now. Interesting. Okay. So now we've talked about the demon. Let's go back. More than, I guess, you know, this is 1970s. We're talking, we're going back to the early 1800s. Wow. Your daddy was just a baby back then. That's right. He was just a young whippersnapper. I actually want to give a little history here before telling the story. Um, it's about the town I grew up in, which is a, a town in Massachusetts called Pepperell. Which is actually not a uh, penitentiary, despite popular belief. It is not. Connor did not grow not. up in it. I did not grow up in a penitentiary. No. <laughs> Um, so it's just a little town. It's on the border of Southern New Hampshire. Um, it's been, uh, I think it was recognized as part of Groton, which is the neighboring town in like 1702. Uh, and then it became incorporated as its own town in 1775. 
So there's like a lot of history. I mean, it's got a rich history. Um, Pepper was known for its orchards and its good soil. And in the 1830s, around then, um, there was a lot of mills and factories built. And a couple of the smaller mills actually still exist to this day. Um, another notable thing about Pepperell is that it was the home of Colonel William Prescott. Do you know who that is? Uh, I know that the neighboring town had a Prescott Elementary School. Okay, okay. Well, the street William that William Prescott lived on was named after him. Um, and if it's not familiar to any of you either, he is best known for being credited for telling his soldiers, um, don't shoot until you see the whites of their eyes at the Battle of Bunker Hill during the Revolutionary War. And his house was in Pepperell. It's still here. If you ever come to Pepperell, take a little drive by. First, uh, scare Connor... And then you can do it. Then you yes, can find William Prescott. Please. I mean, he doesn't still live here, but you know, you could find him. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so I'm loving all this history that you're incorporating, but can you get to the point of what this all is about? I'm sorry. Did we not just tell your story? This is my time to shine. Back off, Bish. You're right. You're right. I got to give you the respect. <clears throat> you're wearing the leggings. <clears throat> Thank you. The leggings are a power trip. <laughs> that's why we're. That's the why audience we're, knows. That's why we're clashing right now because the, the room can't handle <laughs> this much unicorn at once. <laughs> so this story is obviously about Pepperell. Um, there's a lot of variations, but most people that live in Pepperell have heard of it and will tell you some kind of "Have you heard of the Nissadisit witch?" kind of thing like that. I'll throw back to when we called it the Wisnesset. The Wisnesset, two yes, episodes ago. we did talk about that. So if you're not following, all of our episodes are interconnected. It is a marriage of episodes, and you have to listen to every... It's a concept album. Sing- it's a concept album. I love it. Um, so the basic premise is that right after the War of 1812, so early 1800s, um, a woman moved to the North Village of Pepper, Massachusetts. Supposedly, she dressed strangely in her yard was kind of full of rubble. Like rubble, like... It was like a rundown shack. Like, I'm guessing, like, trash. Um, she, I guess, had animals that would just wander around. Like, she would just let her pigs <laughs> and her cows just wander in the neighbor's fields. She was kind of like a little hippy-dippy, I guess. Um, this sounds like some sources, rural Massachusetts. This sounds like Pepperell still is today. I mean, basically, this could be my, my um, grandmother. This could be Connor. Oh. This could be my grandmother or something. Not my grandmother, but, like, my great-great-grandmother. I don't know. Anyway. Um, so some sources don't name her, but others claim that her name was Mrs. Lovejoy. Do we think that's a real a real name? Probably not. This is probably who knows the validity of this story, Devin. That's true. We didn't. We couldn't <laughs> check our sources. They don't exist. <laughs> There's no real sources. Um, so you know, I mean, New Englanders New Englanders can be standoffish even today, but back then, you know, this was kind of the height of the Puritan influence. It was very strong. And newcomers who didn't fit in were obviously viewed with suspicion. And Mrs. Lovejoy did not fit in because it was a pretty industrious town. I mean, I said in the late 1830s. The The mills and stuff like that. So it was like people that were farming and working and... They were like, what is going on here? Was the the Pepperell Mill like near where all the bridges are? Yes. So, you know, actually it's on the same street as Colonel Prescott's house and the... um, some of the mills were that in that part of Pepperell, but this part of Pepperell is um, the old schoolhouse. Gotcha. Okay. So the old schoolhouse is part of, supposedly part of the old town of North Pepperell. Um, so, you know, she had a handkerchief on her head. She didn't really talk to any of her neighbors. And none of this is like criminal behavior or honestly even that strange if you are from Massachusetts or this part of Massachusetts. No one talks to anyone. 
you run away from people you know. Hide, you hide run it. away from people. <laughs> yeah, you see someone walking that you might know on the street. You turn around. You don't want to have to say hello to them. <laughs> Maybe we had different experiences. I think we did. Um, so, but her neighbors eyed her with suspicion, and the people of the North Pepperell they started to mutter that Mrs. Lovejoy was a witch. Obviously, that's the conclusion I would jump to. That's a very natural. That's conclusion. what I do. I don't like someone. They're a witch. Um, so eventually, three men decided to do something about the evil witch that oh, was in no. their midst. It's always it's always a group of men. I know. So in 1820, they went to Mrs. Lovejoy's shack and they dragged her out. She was an elderly oh my woman, God. and they supposedly branded her in the middle of her forehead with a hot iron to br- like to show this woman's a witch. Was I that guess. like the like wearing a scarlet letter? Like I guess. That? And I actually did a little bit of research about branding, and um, branding is something. That was done, but that was more like in 17th century America. They would brand people. They would brand people not... for various crimes, oh. like robbers, okay. adultery. Like, you know, you're just talking about Scarlet yeah. Letter. But in 18, like the 1800s, that wasn't so much of a thing. So who knows? But that's the story that she was branded. Um, And so at first, you know, obviously she was in a ton of pain. Supposedly, she regained her composure and she cursed her assailants. She said, quote, The village will die. Flames will devour your businesses. The river will dry up. Death will visit each house. End quote. And then, supposedly, she fled into the woods, never to be seen again. And, side note, the house that I live in, in Pepperell, supposedly, this is another story that I've heard, it belonged to the cousin oh my God, of, of Mrs. Lovejoy. Okay, wait. Did everyone just hear this confession? Connor is related to the Nisitissa witch. You heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first. <laughs> Who was taking bets at the beginning of the episode? That's where we were going. <laughs> so anyway, supposedly she lived there. And then I've heard, this again, this is all like just like local legend and lore, but that her, there were bones found in the woods, like away from the house, like in the on the property that I live in, that were supposedly human bones, and this was years ago. And who knows? This is probably not true. But there's also supposedly a ghost in my house, remember? That's we true. We talked about that before. So um, so at first, the people of North Pepperell, they were congratulating themselves. They're like, thank God we got rid of that woman. But their attitude changed as misfortune began to strike the village. So over time, um, the village's other businesses also burned down, as well as the mill's. Um, and the industry was basically gone. People were trying to rebuild, but the village's dam burst and the water's level, the wa- river's level of water sank to, um, you know, it was too low because you need the, the grists um, that move in the water. To yeah, get, to I move. totally know. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. I know the you mechanics. Know what? Whatever. No, you the don't. grists. Sure you do. <laughs> no, I anyway. I trust you. The mills wouldn't work, so they couldn't use the mills. Um, but of course, the water wasn't all the way gone and a four-year-old boy supposedly fell in and drowned. Oh, no. His accidental death was just one of many that haunted North Pepperell. But also, we should remember, this is the 1800s. People died of plagues. People died of all sorts of things. You know, people... But did they kind of think that this was Mrs. Lovejoy? That's what the legend is, is that they start to think that there was some merit to her curse. Someone tripped over a chair. It was a man, and he instantly broke his neck. Um, Another died when he fell from his wagon after his horses became startled by something unseen, which if you know anything about horses, that's not uncommon. So I'm not debunking, but I'm debunking a little bit. Who knows? Um, A respected community member choked to death in front of his family during dinner. Oh, my God. 
a woman went to milk the cows in her barn and she disappeared and the body was never found. Um, well, it was found years later on your family property, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Well, could have been. Was it her body? Who knows? We don't know. Um, the last supposedly curse, or supposed curse, um, two women fell victim to it, they say. It was two elderly sisters and they died in 1900. They saw that there was a fire in the woods near their house and they tried to extinguish it, but the fire overwhelmed them both and only one body was ever found. That's spooky. It is spooky, but also maybe... Do you think the other one set the fire? Is that what... I don't know. So basically, it's hard to say if this is true, and this I found an article about it, and I'm going to kind of quote some of it here, but it's possible that a badly dressed woman showed up in North Pepperell. It was me. It, I mean, you show up all the time. You guys have seen me on the Instagram. <laughs> And maybe she was homeless because she couldn't provide for herself. And, I mean, she was homeless. I guess she was living in a shack. Um, But at the time in the 1800s, there was not very many asylums and treatment centers for mentally ill or cognitively disabled people. And it was also frowned upon. Um, So, you know, she wouldn't have been viewed with a lot of compassion if there was something wrong with her. Uh, North Pepper was very prosperous. Um... So, you know, obviously I talked about kind of the industry and someone who's like kind of strange and unkempt and doesn't really take care of good care of her animals, doesn't fence them in. Um, she probably would not have been very welcome. To become an outcast. And like, I mean, yes, Massachusetts is obviously famous for the Salem witch trials, but that was happening in like 1692. So that was, you know, a hundred and something years before this. So that, you know, you wouldn't think that, you know, they would really be... Still, lasting. Yeah, you know, I mean, it shouldn't really be related to that. Just kind of interesting. And again, we talked about the branding. Um, that wasn't really something they were doing in eighteen the 1800s. And, you know, another question that people have asked, like, does the curse work? Or did her curse work? And there's always dry spells in Pepperell. We have a drought almost every summer. North Pepperell doesn't really exist as its own town anymore. There's a couple buildings, but it basically has been incorporated into the rest of Pepperell. There's no industry in that part of Pepperell at all. It's just houses. Obviously, you know, in New England, the storm, the streams and the rivers, they flow the strongest in the spring with the snow melt. And by late summer, they really are basically a trickle. And fires were a fact of life in early mills. The buildings were tinder kegs filled with flammable materials. I mean, basically they're wood mills, sawmills. So... (laughs) If everything's gonna, drying out yeah you if know. something catches on fire the whole thing's going down exactly and you know paper a lot of them were paper mills they were a lot of them burned down sometimes they were rebuilt they weren't all rebuilt um so who knows but it's certainly kind of interesting and you guys can all be the judge of if you think this is a true story there probably was something like this that happened the town definitely did burn down that's like historically accurate um, was it a witch? Was it was she a was witch? Was it Connor's family? Was it a curse? Was it me? Was it Connor? <laughs> um, um, if you're interested in learning more, there are a couple books you can find information about the Nistis witch. One is um, Joseph Citro's book. He wrote it in 2004. It's called Cursed in New England: Stories of Damned Yankees. Stories of damned. Yankees. Stories of those damned Yankees. Another one is called The Nissitzit Witch, and that was written by a woman named Rosemary Chalk. I have not read that book, but I have heard there's um, a lot of what she wrote has been debunked. But I guess it's still a good story, regardless. It's interesting. Well, so. we should do an Instagram poll later in the week to see if people believe in the Dover Demon, the Nissitzit Witch, or both. The Wisnissit. The Wisnissit Witch. Which which is which? Yeah, trying to say that ten times fast and. <laughs> Just so you guys know, we, we've we gotten 
uh, in, in character, I guess you would say, for this episode because ATK, our book sponsor for this episode, um, also took this photo of our uh, studio space as part of a larger house and our landlord's house. Um, there was a ghost in the window. There was a ghost in the window. And it looked like a disgruntled young boy, wouldn't you say? It did, kind of. So we are sitting in a haunted space providing some ghost stories and we hope you guys enjoyed this one it's supposed to be fun we're just experimenting with and i mean if this if this isn't commitment i don't i don't know what is we're both scared out of our minds (laughs) we have the unicorn leggings to protect us you took the words right out of my mouth (laughs) but yeah so thank you guys for listening if you have spooky stories please share share them with us and um next week we will be back to our more uh normal <laughs> like flowing episodes probably not a bunch of a little meandering kind of fun a little different a little fun for a bonus episode but yeah. um we have some cool stuff in, in the queue some related to supernatural some related to true crime so let us know what you like because like i said our list is going on and on and if you have a preference for something that you like more than one thing, let us know because we will we'll move it up in the queue. We would love to hear from you. In the meantime, we are going to uh, break out our witch hats. We will be. And uh, I'm gonna pour a bucket of water on Connor to see just if he to see if I melt. We're gonna sing some um, be uh, what is that musical? Wicked. We'll sing Defying Gravity. Mm. Popular. One of us will. Um, uh, we'll run around some fields. Uh, maybe we'll take a little ride down to Dover and. Have some Connor can crawl, you know, I think maybe. Connor can crawl on the wall. It'll be like the Dover <laughs> Demon reincarnating. <laughs> anyway, thanks, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs>